This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It's Wednesday, June 8th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Chris Hummer. And today we'll be joined by first-year Texas Tech head coach, Joey McGuire. McGuire, who comes to Lubbock from Baylor, is a longtime Texas football high school coach and was recently introduced to the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. We'll talk to McGuire about his journey to Lubbock, his vision for the program, the Red Raiders' hot start in the recruiting trail, and much, much more. That's enough for me. Here's Joey McGuire. Coach McGuire, thanks so much for joining the College Football Daily. Greatly appreciate your time. I want to start with a pretty easy one. I'm just wondering, you've been the head coach of Texas Tech now for a little over six months. Did you have in that stretch a holy crap, I'm the head coach of Texas Tech moment? And if so, can you kind of take me inside of what that was like? I think I have it every day, honestly. Like It's like dream come true. But that first from the press conference to meeting and and everybody and then we had the game that night to where I got to I was introduced at halftime and just the 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 fans were so incredible when Debbie and I got back to the place that we were staying uh, the hotel room we were staying it was almost just unreal like we were like oh my gosh can you do this but what was really funny is so my daughter's a Red Raider and she was here at the press conference and I come back up after they announced me at halftime and my wife looks at me and she goes, you're really not that big of a deal. And my daughter goes, yeah, he is. They're chanting <laughs> Joey. They're still chanting Joey, mom. Listen to what they're doing. They're chanting Joey. And she goes, okay, okay, okay. That, that's so, the ultimate daughter approval right there. If you get your daughter saying you're a big deal, you're definitely a big deal because I can't imagine something more. Different. No doubt. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to briefly touch on your background a little bit before we get into Texas Tech, the program. Three-time state champion, high school coach at Cedar Hill, uh, which is just south of Dallas. It's powerhouse in Texas. And you were recently introduced in the Texas High School uh, High School Hall of Fame. I'm just wondering, given that context, what does it mean to you to have this particular job in this state where you spent most of your career? You know, it's huge for me. I mean, Chris, you know me. I'm a I always tell everybody, I'm a Texas high school coach who gets to coach college football. You know, my DNA was, I was groomed and, and almost built in that world. And I carry that THSCA flag with pride. You know, I, I come in here every day and look at it like, man, I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing and, and building something special so the next Texas high school coach gets a chance to coach college football. You know, there's been guys before me that did that. I mean, I'm sitting in a chair to where kind of the beginning, Spike Dykes, you know, he's a high school coach. So he was able to take over and do great th- things out here in Lubbock. So it means a lot to me. You know, that, that's who I am. And and uh, don't shy away from it. Yeah, between you, Jeff, and uh, Sonny, y'all are, y'all are getting all the Power 5 jobs in Texas right now with former Texas high school football coaches. Yes, sir. Um, is there anybody in the state's coaching and football community that you don't know legitimately? Like, I just feel like you're one of those guys that everybody <laughs> everybody thinks they know or everybody knows a little bit. Well, the one thing we did at Cedar Hill in the off season is we had a ton of guys come visit us. And some of it was X's and O's. A lot of it was our off season, mainly our boot camp. And so we were really open 
to anybody in the state coming. And then I was able, I was voted on to the Texas high school board of directors. And so then that takes you a whole different way as far as it takes you out of the Metroplex and it puts you in into Houston and West Texas and San Antonio. Now you get to become really good friends and get to know a lot of people that are regional directors. And then I would always, you know, try if I was going to watch a college practice in uh, Texas, you know, whatever the university was, and I would try to stop in and watch some high school practices too. So I feel like I know a lot of people. The one thing with me is, man, I love people. I love coaches. They're my heroes. And so I'm really open to coaches. Like I, I'm really, I mean, I don't know if there's, besides being uh, Reagan and Garrett calling me dad, I don't know if there's a greater honor than my peers calling me coach, you know, and, and calling me a friend. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah, and I, I, I can't, the reception, just talking to people after you got that job was pretty incredible. Like how many people yeah. were just thrilled for you. So it was cool to see. A lot of first year FBS coaches have not been in a head coaching position before. Right. Um, you ran a program at Cedar Hill for over a decade. Um, I'm just curious, how does that experience translate to the college level for you? Well, you know, I think the magnitude of the kids that, that we had, you know, in my interview process, you know, I told him, I said, no disrespect to anybody that's, you know, an athletic director or a head coach. But if you're running a 6A program, I had two middle schools. So I had four seventh grade, four eighth grade. I had a, a freshman campus that I was in charge of. So two freshmen, I had two JV teams, uh, the varsity, I had a staff of 32 covering all of those full-time coaches. I didn't have a secretary and I did all my POs and our budget for 14 years. And so when you're doing that at that level, I was in charge of more male athletes than the majority of ADs at Power 5 jobs. So I think that can really prepare you for sitting in this chair. I mean, there's always you know something new and something different that I run into every day, but I really do think I've been prepared for it. Because I think if, if you go again and there's a Power 5, take some of these Power 5 coaches and let them go through go talk to seventh grade parents and let's see how successful they are. You know, there's, there's this uh, learning process and everything that we do. And I think I was really blessed to be at a place for 14 years to learn that. Yeah. I don't think there's anything more dangerous in the world as a coach than a seventh grade parent for sure. There's not, man. There's not. Every parent thinks their kids should. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't hey. even imagine. And you're never right, but I love every one of them. <laughs> Awesome. Texas Tech became a national brand in the 2000s under Mike Leach uh, with his brand of the Air Raid. You hired an offensive coordinator this offseason, Zach Kitley, who has a lot of connections to the program at Texas Tech and then was previously at Western Kentucky. I know he doesn't run a pure Air Raid, but does that hire signal a bit of a return to that high-flying DNA that really defined Texas Tech for a long time? I think a lot of people would say that that would be an easy yes. The thing that I loved about Zach Kitley was in the interview process, the one thing that he wanted to make sure was there are airy concepts in what he does, but that's not who he is. Um, he defined himself really simply as coach. Tell me what our roster is. Let's find the best 11 players and let's go score points. That's what I'm going to try to do. I mean, we now have three really good tight ends on campus, um, really more, but three older guys that, that can be really. And so there's going to be a lot of times we're in, 11 and 12 personnel because those are our best players to get on the field. We've got two really good older running backs. So there'll be times that we'll be in 20 personnel. And so the thing that was with him was he scored points in so many different ways to me with different rosters. I mean, I know it's only been two, but those are really kind of different rosters of 
two different levels. And so I was fired up about that. But, you know, I think we are going to blend a brand of high-flying offense, what West Texas people are used to and, and love. But I'm a defensive guy. And so we're going to be very compatible and very complimentary whenever it comes to that kind of football and, and uh, see if we can't get the ball back to them as fast as we can by leading the nation in turnovers. Yeah, and that, that was actually going to be my next question about the defensive identity of the program. I think Western Kentucky last year was the seventh fastest in terms of tempo in the country. Right. Look at um, place per minute. So what do you want this defensive identity to be, especially in the context of being playing complementary football across to a unit that's moving that quickly offensively? Well, I think sometimes you do that maybe because the other side of the ball possibly your, your job is to win football games, right? And so to win football games, how are you going to win them? So it could have been, you know, I haven't watched uh, Western Kentucky's defense. We, you know, of course, I've watched all of Zach's stuff. And, and there's sometimes of you're outscoring your opponent, and this is how you're going to outscore them because you know you're going to kind of be in that type of game. Of course, you want to outscore your opponent because that's how you're going to win. But I think whenever you look at us, we'll be very multiple Tim DeRuiter does a phenomenal job of being multiple on defense. Um, he's going to put our guys, I think, in their best positions to play good defense. We'll play a lot of defensive players. I mean, I could see us – I would like to get to 22, but it's probably going to be about 18 guys that are playing. And, um, you know, it, it, we'll play really hard. I've been a part of the last three years of teams that led the Big 12 in turnovers – and some top in the country. And so that's, I think that's the identity. Whenever you take Tim and I and put us together with the guys that we've, we've uh, assembled or hired on staff, you're going to see an attacking defense and you're going to see a defense that takes the ball away. I don't think I'd be a sports journalist if I didn't ask you a quick quarterback question. Yeah, you have you have one of the deep, in my opinion, one of the deepest QB rooms in the country um, with everybody coming back. You're correct. How did that battle shake out during the spring? And what are you expecting from that group entering the fall as that um, battle kind of continues? Well, you know, the, the biggest thing for us, it was very equal as far as reps throughout the spring. Zach did an incredible job of putting together a great spring for those three guys. And I've been telling our fans, this is not a bad thing. Um, whenever I say nobody really took the job and that's what I wanted. I wanted somebody to take the job to where all three of them could look at that one, you know, they could be honest with themselves and say, look, he won it. And really you would have on a daily basis, one guy doing a great job. The other guy, maybe not having as good a practice, not a good way or a bad way. And you're talking about having 12 padded practices to where it's really stuff's flying around and a first year offense and 12 practices. I just didn't feel like we were ready to make that call because they all did good. The great thing about us is they're all very similar because they can all run so they can extend plays. And I told them, I said, you know, somebody's got to take this job or we're going to go into the summer and go into the camp and it's still going to be a battle. I felt very confident in our guys that they wanted to be here and they wanted to compete. You know, I think some people named quarterbacks because they knew quarterbacks were going to transfer if they didn't, or they named them because that guy was probably going to transfer, you know, if he wasn't named. And I, you know, it was one of those deals. I didn't want any of our guys to transfer. I kind of took a chance, but I was really honest with them up front and um, told them, you know, way before it was May 1st that we're not ready to make, uh, you know, make a quarterback uh, decision. They, they play off of each other. They're really good friends. They respect each other. I told, tell our, our people all the time, we're not going to be a, a system to where we rotate quarterbacks, but don't be surprised if all our quarterbacks don't play. Don't be surprised if they don't have a package. Don't be surprised. You know, like 
Donovan Smith has done a phenomenal job. If he doesn't win the job, he's 6'5", 240 pounds right now, and he's probably going to be about 245. I mean, I'd be crazy not to have him in certain situations and not having him, you know, in the red zone running quarterback power and, and uh, you know, the zone. I mean, that guy's going to be the, the zone read. That guy's going to be tough to tackle. Yeah, I thought Donovan Smith was super underrated coming out of friendship no um, with that size for sure. We'll be right back with more from Texas Tech head coach, Joey McGuire. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Kind of a general question, but coming out of spring ball, what would you say the strength of this team is and what's the one area maybe you're hoping to work on a little bit more before the season kicks off in September? So I was really pleased with the secondary. We have some older guys, some guys, you know, Reggie Pearson, Rabbit, Taylor, well, I call him Rabbit, Muddy Waters, Marquise Waters, those guys at safety have played a lot of football, you know, and then you turn around and I, I felt really good. We had three corners that I really didn't care who was in there. We got a fourth young one really coming on. But whenever you talk about Rashad Williams and you talk about Adrian Fry and Malik Dunlap, I felt really good about those guys. So secondary wise, I was really pleased with how multiple we could be in coverages and how they felt really good about it. Tyler Owens had a great spring at safety. And so we have some really good depth there. Where we have to improve is in the offensive line. And, and it's there. It's just, you know, we had two guys that didn't go through spring, Cole Spencer and Kate Briggs. They had some stuff that had to get cleaned up from the season. But they were here every day and lifting. And, you know, Cole knows the offense, playing, you know, for uh, Coach Hamby before. And then we've got a young man coming in, Ty Buchanan, that's uh, he, he'll be here tomorrow moving in. I think he really adds something at right tackle. Monroe Mills at right tackle. I mean, that that's uh, we moved Caleb Rogers to left tackle from right tackle to left tackle. He had a great spring. He's kind of the, the leader, him and Western right of the offense. But the O line's where we got to make huge jumps. And it's not, it's all there. Like, I'm not in a panic going, oh my God, we're in trouble. We have good numbers in the O line. You know, I thought we created really good depth in the spring. It's just once we can get our best five on the field, what 
what is that going to look like? You know, the best thing, again, going back to Zach Kitley, I call him the guru of all things offense. And I don't know if he likes that or not, but he always laughs. And I said, the thing with Zach is he can call a game to protect the O-line. Western Kentucky, they had a good O-line, but they also were one of the lowest as far as sacks. He was a guy that was, I think, number one in the country of not being in bad third downs. And so he does a really good job of letting – I think he's going to let our O-line grow up to fall camp in those first couple of games to be ready for the Big 12. Yeah, watching a lot of Western Kentucky, it never really felt like Bailey had the ball for long unless they no. were going deep. I did want to talk a bit of recruiting. I know you yeah. can't talk about specifics, but you have the number two class in the country in 2023 right now. That would be a record-setting pace for Texas Tech for sure. Um, I know you can't talk about specific recruits. So I wanted to ask a little bit about philosophy. Based yeah. on the guys y'all have committed, it seems like y'all have really targeted athletic traits as baseline measurements for the players y'all offer. You worked under Matt Rule at Baylor, who yep. built the foundation of his program doing things that way. So I wanted to know, what do the role of testing numbers and athletic traits play in y'all's evaluations? Uh, really high. You know, uh, my director of player personnel is James Blanchard. I hired Brian Nance, who was also under Matt Rule and has been in this system. Sean Kinney, who was with uh, Alabama, you know, as a student assistant and um, got to see what they did there. And those guys, they really spend a, tr- a, a great amount of time trying to find verified numbers, whether it be track times, have they gone to a combine? What does those numbers look like? Uh, they have a, they actually have a video that they'll send to coaches on how we want to measure arm length, hand size. We want to get as much verified pair with the film as possible. And if you go back and you think about Mount Rule and you looked at the combine this year, you saw those guys. I mean, in 2018, that was the fastest class signed in the country, period. There's no question you just look at it's all the times are in black and white. That was the fastest time in the country. You had the fastest kid in the country that signed at Baylor and Boogie Barn. And so then you turn around in three to four years and you're seeing what they did at the combine. I mean, I would have bet my house. I'd have bet a lot of money. Those dudes would have done that because that's what they did coming into Baylor. And so we're trying to do the same thing. We're trying to find the traits that we can develop. You know, you're probably not going to get as many ready-made players. And so you're trying to find these traits that your nutritionist, your strength coach, and your position coaches can develop. And you look up in two years and three years and four years, and you have a bunch of guys that are at the combine and you've won the Big 12 championship and and, uh, you really got it rolling. When you're at a place like Texas Tech, I feel like West Texas is generally unrecruited just because of resources and man hours. Do y'all, I think five of the 20 kids y'all have committed so far from West Texas. Do those athletic traits that you can kind of narrow in on to kind of to kind of cut down on some of the film that you would have to watch help you find those guys maybe quicker than some other schools? Well, we got seven. Out of the oh, I'm sorry, seven. I, no, I no, miscounted no. earlier. My West no, Texas. No, 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 you're good. Because what, and, and it's really kind of why I say seven is what we did and this was part of the process, too, is we started Wichita Falls and we worked everything west and we actually recruit West Texas as its own state. And so everybody on my coaching staff has a West Texas area and then they have an area, you know, in the rest of the state of Texas and Oklahoma. And, and so you said it perfectly. Whenever you whenever you can define what a Red Raider looks like, like the traits they have, then you can go to different parts of West Texas and really say, okay, this is what 
they they have these traits. Let's put them with a film, and you're really not having because you you said it. West Texas, like that part of the state, is is as big probably land wise of travel as the rest of the state is, and so. I think James did a great job of defining West Texas. This is what we, and I always tell our fans, if you got a different definition, tell me and we'll start it from there. <laughs> um, but we've, we've, we found some really, really good football players. And one thing for me, I tried to do it in 2022 and we missed on some guys, but I don't want these guys that have grown up and really the football that they've seen their entire life. They drove a couple of hours from Amarillo or they drove an hour and a half from Midland to come watch Texas Tech in the red and black. And now all of a sudden we're missing on them or they're going somewhere else when they should be playing at Texas Tech. And so that's a huge part of it. And then the other part of that is how hard we're recruiting walk-ons from West Texas. And I have some really good guys that are moving in tomorrow that are going to be really good walk-ons that are from Midland Lee and they're from uh, Amarillo and Amarillo, Tascosa. And I'm really excited about those guys coming in. I lived in Midland for a while, actually. And I, I don't think most people in the state realize just how popular Texas Tech is in West Right. It is, it is the school of West Texas. And I tell everybody, we're the Dallas Cowboys, man. Like, you know, we're, we're the, it's kind of like a little bit like Arkansas, Nebraska, to where we're like the pro sport out here. Yeah, no, I, I saw it every day. I would drive past Texas Tech flags and uh, y'all do your spring game. I, at least they used to do the spring game in Midland for a little bit. It was cool. We're going to do one next year. We, we got our schedule kind of messed up with the, the baseball there to where we couldn't, we didn't want to overlap with them, but we're going to do it next year there in Midland. We're going to do a game there. Coach McGuire, one last quick one before I let you go, and it's a pretty simple. Yes, sir. What's your long-term vision for the program? We want to build this into a powerhouse. You know, we, we, we're never going to shy away from talking about winning the Big 12. And if you have, if you can win the Big 12, you're going to have an opportunity, you know, to play in the Final Four. I mean, Oklahoma did it. I mean, in 2019, uh, we get beaten overtime. But if we win that game, then we're in the Final Four playing LSU. You know, this year, you know, you had a a tough game uh, in Fort Worth um, at Baylor. If that doesn't happen, you get out of there with a win, then you're playing in the Final Four this year, you know. And so – if you can do that, you got a chance. And so we're, we're going to try to be the best team in the Big 12. And, and we've got some, so many great things going on right now. And the next couple of weeks, I think you're going to see just the incredible new facilities that we're built, that we're going to start building out here that I think it's going to be second to none. And, and so there's a lot of great things going on. I'm just trying to be like Mark Adams and, and Coach Tadlock. I'm just trying to compete at the highest level. And that's what those guys have done. And that's what we're going to do here with Texas Tech football. Thank you to Joey McGuire for joining the College Football Daily. For myself and our producer, Lance Glenn, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us a review. Talk to y'all soon. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.